hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 182. Thanks to the good people at netgear, netgear.com.au. We'll tell you more about them shortly. My name's Trevor Long from eftm.com.au in Singapore today. And joining me down the line in the tech Guide Studio, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Good to be talking to you over the airwaves. Uh, we're recording over FaceTime. Hopefully, it'll hold up for our listeners. It's so far so good. The magic of the internet, and uh, that's the kind of thing we talk about here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. All the tech news of the week. Thanks to Nick here, and let's get cracking. All right, mate. Well, I'm over here in Singapore with OPPO. Uh, I say OPPO because it's not OPPO. You know, it's, ah. it's spelt O-double-P-O, which the average Joe would say is Oppo. Oppo. But no, in listening to the presentations today from at least 1,500 of the different executives at Oppo, Oppo, <laughs> um, that's how they kept saying it, Oppo, Oppo. like GoPro. So I'm going to try and say Oppo as best I can. Okay. But I think the, the Aussie in us is, is uh, to be excused for uh, yeah. just running with the good old Oppo. They're going to say Oppo. Event, Right. I, um, you know, these when you have events in the Asian region, it is phenomenal to to kind of appreciate just how big the technology market here is, because you think about the number of countries in such a confined space as as Asia and and the huge population. Yeah. This is a really important market, and it, it became clear to me when I realised there was probably more people here than many of the Apple events I've been to. Yeah, really. Um, okay. The registration process was as big and as long, and, and the, the fanfare was all there. And what got me, and we'll talk about the devices shortly, that they had the devices just on display on the stage. And this is really weird. In the middle of the presentation, they let people go up and take photos. It was an enormous pack of like 200 people <laughs> trying to get on the stage to get a photo. I, I'm just standing there going, people, just wait. After yeah. it's finished, we get to go and have a look at them out yeah. the back, and there's a few of them. Yeah. So it, it really is a competitive marketplace. And um, Oppo, you know, spent a lot of time talking about their, their where they've come from, and the, you know, they're making Blu-ray players. Back yeah, in the day. that's what my Blu-ray player. It's an Oppo Blu-ray players in in the and, Tech Guide Theatre. And we'll we'll talk in a minute about one of the phones that you've just recently reviewed, and which is available in Australia. The two phones announced today uh, won't be available in Australia. My information until early 2015. Mm-hmm. So they'll hit the Asian market much before. So you probably see Kogan and Moby City and. Stuff, probably listing them early as grey imports, but the first one is the uh, is the N3. Now, the N3 um, takes on one of the features of, of other Oppo phones, which is the, uh, the the lens at the front. There isn't a front and a back camera. There's one camera which rotates around. The difference here is this one does it with a touch of a button. So when you press the button on the screen, or you slide your finger on the screen, or you use the O-click wireless remote. The, the little lens flicks yeah, right. around. Okay, because uh, the, the Oppo, which I'll talk about a bit later, that, that was kind of the point of difference, having that rotating camera. And plenty of advantages. I quite like that. So, so you're saying this one now has 
the, the N1 the, that we're going to talk about a bit later is a manual sw- That's swivel. Right. So you, you reach your fingers up and you twist it around. So yeah. the difference here is you're holding the phone out and so you can use your thumb just to kind of flick up on the screen and it flicks around back yeah. and forward. So, look, it's a massive gimmick, but I'll tell you the place where it will, it will be the best camera on a smartphone. Now, I'm not saying it's the best camera, but in this particular instance panorama photos, Ah. I don't think you'll get a better camera. So what happens with a panorama is you go into panorama mode and all you do is press record and then you stand still. The camera then rotates while you stand still. So I'm imagining, and and I'm going to take, I'm going to try and get one by January. I'm going to take one to CES because I love the kind of red deserts between um, LA and Vegas. Stop there, put the camera on a tripod Press the panorama button, and this thing will move slowly around the 200-odd degrees that it rotates, and you will get possibly one of the best panoramas from right. a smartphone you've ever seen. Just don't get pulled over when you're doing that, mate. But uh, oh, in- interestingly, uh, yeah, the... Well, no, not at all. But, the, <laughs> but the, this, so this mechanism, though, do you, do you mm. see it as being a... like? I know you mentioned it's a little bit gimmicky, but do you, do you see it as a problem, though? Is it like that, those sort of moving parts on a smartphone that we've got in our pockets all the time, you know, day-to-day wear and tear, Mm, Could mm. you see that as potentially becoming a problem, that people might hit it, dislodge it? What's going to happen? It was the first thing I said uh, to to Michael, the boss of Oppo in Australia. I said, mate, with respect, because actually he he was holding it, and and I went to to use my fingers to turn it. I said, oh, can you still just use your fingers? And he goes, yeah, yeah, just twist it around. And when you twist it, you feel the kind of mechanics of it. And I said, mate, with respect, is this going to be a problem for you? You know, like returns and problems. He goes, mate. We, we've had the we've had the other phones in the market for a while now, and we've had no problems with it. So I think they're backing the fact that it's it's just a, an automated part of a process that already existed. So yeah. I think they're pretty confident. But, but I, I you're like, right; it's uh, a moving part. Absolutely. But what I do like, I, I just respect the fact that they've they've decided to come into Australia, and they know they need a point of difference. They they know, look, yeah, yeah. there's a sea of smartphones out there. Everyone's kind of producing the same thing. But good to mm. see that they're they're they've. They've got that little. It's literally a, a, a smartphone with a twist. Like they've got something that's different. Right. So it's you, you that's know, encouraging. The, the, the N3 is uh, six six forty nine US dollars. So let's imagine it's going to be a seven fifty eight hundred dollar Australian phone. Uh-huh. That's it's expensive. That's a top end um, phone. They're taking the top top end of the town on there. That's the that's Samsung, that's, that's Apple, right. HTC territory. You know, but when you hold it, I held it to the, next to the Note Four and. Look, the Note 4 is by far and away a, a better feeling device because this is quite a thick, chunky phone, if I'm honest, the, um, the, uh, N3. the N3. So yeah. it really is only the camera that will get it over the line in terms of uh, you know, sale. Okay. But they've, they've put a lot of effort into more than just... And I think that when we get these things and we review them, we'll realise it's actually much better than, than what was even announced today because there's a lot of stuff in the software of the camera, the, the chip, the processor, all that stuff, that they didn't really talk about, but it just kind of flashed up on screen. Uh-huh. Um, and I was sitting with Campbell from Gizmodo, and I looked at him and I said, mate, that's kind of, that's good stuff. And so I think you'll find that we'll, we'll, we'll discover this to be a very, very good camera, um, which in itself will appeal to a lot okay. of people. And so, how big so is the screen? The, screen size? Uh, it's a 5.5, so it's, okay. you know, it's, so it's Note. 6 plus mm. Galaxy Note territory. And uh, and and yeah, yeah. the and you mentioned you, you flashed up the specs. So are we talking what quad quad core all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that one's that one's quad core. I don't have it on me um, right now, but it's it's pretty much as as standard. So the Oppo N3, it's a Snapdragon from Qualcomm quad core, um, thirty two gig ROM, two gig RAM, okay. five point five inch screen, uh, Corning Glass three. 
So, um, you know, pretty durable as well, they hope. Plus, it's got their, um, what they call VUC, that uh, super fast, you know, 30 minutes get you 75% charge, which yes. is pretty key. Um, that they really went to town on that as being Absolutely. a big feature for them today as well. And, so, uh, um, so, but it wasn't that wasn't the only device you mentioned. There was the no, there the... was um, dare I say one more thing. Um, the <laughs> um, they then walked out and um, they, it's funny they showed a video. I've got to be honest, they showed a video of all these design philosophies. It had a British voiceover. I just thought to myself, what is this, Johnny Ive? Um, but anyway, <laughs> they they moved on. They had a, a young bloke from England, uh, or with a British accent, anyway, come out and talk about. The R5. Now, the Oppo R5 is a 5.2-inch AMOLED screen. Beautiful color. It's a full HD, so it's not this quad HD or anything we're getting now. But So it's probably not the best screen in, in, in the world, but not a bad-looking thing because it's 4.85 millimeters. Wow. That's the thickness. That's the thickness Four. of the phone. Now, that doesn't include wow. the little camera, just the little square of the lens of the camera bumping out. Yeah. But... The, the majority of the phone is 4.85, and wow. it is – I mean, it's crazy. Crazy. When you think about how thick, how thin the iPhone 6 is, yeah. let alone a couple other devices, this thing is radically so thinner than that. Is this going to – did you put it in your pocket and sit down, mate? Did it do with the bend? Did you do the bend test? What no, did you do? I probably, I probably would have been able to just flick one end of it for it to bend. Mate, it's that you, small. But, you know, they but did they those did videos. They did the videos with the – remember the, the 6 Plus videos, those stupid videos they did bending the phone? Mate, this one would bending bending an iPad Air the other yeah. day. I mean, what people do with their money is just crazy. Um, <laughs> but but no, should... look, they did talk yeah. about this thing having a um, having quite a, a tough um, construction as well. So maybe that was a, an initial way to, to stop us wow. talking about that. But well, that, I have no that doubt would, that if you uh, sat on it, it would bend. That would have to be the. Is it? The, do they say it was the world's thinnest, or what were they saying? Look, they. You know what they they didn't say that because I think they realised that because of the camera lens, yeah. it's a bit. It's a bit bit hard to say. Now, they do say in the press release, they do say world's thinnest full high-definition phone. So uh-huh. uh, I don't think they're shying away from it. Um, but I, I don't think they need to say that because well, it's just okay. stupidly thin and it's just, it's just amazing. Now, the other thing about it is, um, and this was very interesting, you remember when Apple launched the iPhone 5 and they talked about the, the kind of sapphire cut edges or whatever it was? The chamfered edges. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. They, the, the product like the Galaxy Note 4 has this, now. That's right, which is beautiful, if I'm honest. Um, the, the the product engineer was talking about how well, they wanted it to feel comfortable in your hand. Yep. And um, what was what was interesting was he said we discovered that um, even even the best tooling led us to slight <laughs> imperfections in the uh, in, in the edging. And he said, you know what we're doing? Hand polishing every single one of them. Hand polishing. Yes, he goes. Jeez. It takes a bit of extra time. Oh no! Really? <laughs> They're hand so you know you know like industrial like Tim the Toolman. I imagine you know standing at a lathe, you know, when you're buffing something. <laughs> I imagine a bloke standing there, you know, buffing away at a phone every time Jeez. they come off the production line. Hand polished, incredible! I couldn't believe that. So look. You know, they're, they're going to town on that, um, the, again, with the, with the great charging capabilities. Um, yeah. Look, it's, you know, they make really nice phones. And I think that when, you, do. when you sit there and, and you ignore Samsung and Apple because you kind of have to when you're having these conversations, people that are not buying Samsung and Apple but they're walking into Telstra or some Vodafone or wherever it might be, they're going to see Motorola, they're going to see Sony, they're going to see HTC, and they're going to see Oppo. And I think that's a good yeah. space for Oppo to be. Absolutely. Well, I think, though, too, that at the moment, Oppo are now selling directly from their website. There's still no – there haven't been mm. any kind of telco partnerships or any kind of deals done there. So whether these new phones go down the same path 
but the the one I had a look at earlier in the week was the Oppo the Oppo N1 Mini, which had that revolving that swivel camera. I called it uh, 13 megapixel camera, and the, I was actually the quality was was pretty pretty decent. Uh, and the the fact you could turn it around and aim it at yourself if you want to take a selfie with that great 13 megapixel camera with the flash. I think a lot of selfie takers uh, in the dark corners yeah. of the nightclub they often uh, don't get the selfie they <laughs> lay like. But uh, in uh, with in this case you got the the flash now for your selfies as well. So uh, they, they've also got the Sony sensor on board, the CMOS sensor, and uh, a few other tricks too. With they've got a thing called super zoom and get right in. They've also got slow shutter, which is a feature that lets you expose an image for 32 yes. seconds so that's uh that's on the new ones too i'm assuming uh but all in all i think this is a yes. decent phone 9.2 millimeters thick uh it's got a nice curved back panel i've put some pictures up there that i took with the camera which offers pretty decent uh, detail as what picture of logan there that i took as part of my uh, package but uh i quite like this phone it's sort of mid-price phone 539 bucks for the, for someone looking for and, and of course it's running Android and and, and really really nicely put together, uh, I think it's a, a nice phone if you're looking for something different and if, for someone who thinks of their phone as much as a camera as it is their phone, I think this this would suit that kind of user. Yep, they they're well into that space. So lots of info from Oppo O double You can check them out at techguide.com.au and all the photos of the new ones up at eftm.com.au shortly. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Okay, well, Fitbit uh, are at it again. Uh, the wearable space is just getting bigger, and Fitbit were one of the originals, we have to say. So uh, there is mm. some new some new devices they unveiled today. Three, as a matter of fact, not uh, not one, not two, but three is out there. Uh, they've announced the these just today. There's the Fitbit Charge. They've got the Fitbit Charge HR, and HR being short for heart rate, and Fitbit Surge. Now, these are uh, all have a display. The, the, the two charge, the Fitbit Charge, Fitbit Charge HR, got a smaller display, a bit like the Fitbit Flex, I think, that was out there. Uh, uh, in, in Australia already, uh, mm. can, can track your sleep, your steps, your floors climbed, active minutes, those sorts of things. Uh, and the other in the range is the Fitbit Surge, which is, uh, I think, more like a smart watch, actually, than a, than just a tracker. It's got a larger screen, uh, can take, uh, you can read text messages, you can get no notifications from your smartphone. It also takes your heart rate. So, uh, but the, the, uh, the two charge device, the first charge, Fitbit Charge, is out mid-November, the Charge HR and the Fitbit Surge. Uh, they're not out till early next year, so similar time to the Oppo phones. We're talking about products for next year, but how how are these can compare to what's on the market? Do you think? And I think the surge is probably going to be coming out around the same time, possibly as the Apple Watch. I just don't. Uh, this might be just be caught in the onslaught there. So, uh, what do you think? How are they going to go? I think I think the the challenge for Apple is actually their pricing. I mean, from from even though we have a kind of introductory price which is reasonably low in the probably mm. three to four hundred for us. The high end is going to be a couple of grand, you know. The, yeah. the, so there's a, there's going to be a huge range in the Apple Watch space. But you know, for for these things, I think price is going to be critical because there are so many of these fitness bands on the market. Um, you know, you, you I remember you did a thing on weekend today. You, you showed four or five, and that was yeah. just that was a small sample. Exactly, you know? I, mean, I could have done twice it, as many. It yeah, is, it is amazing how many of these things there are. And I think what Fitbit have similar to Jawbone, but probably more than more so. Is the brand? I mean, people literally talk about Fitbit as the the the, the concept of a wearable, not just yeah. a brand. How many times um, have you been also... asked though? I've been like, how many times you get this too? And I, people ask me, what what which should I what should I get? A Fitbit or a Jawbone? They're the two mainstays. Yeah, yeah, that's the, right, and it's a challenging about. thing. And I think 
I think Fitbit are going to jump up one here because what they've got is very similar to what the Vivo Smart um, has from Garmin, which is, you know, Bluetooth connectivity of phone, including like yeah. calling number display and stuff like that. So that's, I've got to be honest, this thing appeals to me. Yeah. Um, I don't want the heart rate. I'm not worried about that. So, so <laughs> I, the, yeah, I mean, I know my heart rate's, you know, not going up anyway because I ain't getting any activity. But, no, but, you know, but with general that, fitness in, tracking. In all seriousness, though, that heart rate, the way they're going to apply it to, uh, on the surge especially, that's got the heart rate too. Uh, they, they're saying it's 24-7 heart rate monitoring. So it will it can not only, when you're training, of course, that's going to go up and down, but having that monitor, that con- continuous monitoring of your heart rate, also they reckon gives you a more accu- accurate calorie count. So it can tell you more precisely the amount of calories you're burning, which I find pretty interesting. I am yet to see heart rate monitoring done well, if I'm honest. Um, you know, the Samsung, like I'm just actually, I was literally taking my heart rate on the Samsung Galaxy Note because you reminded me of the, the heart rate concept. Now, it took me three attempts just to get it going. Um, so I've got to be quiet. I was trying to, trying to wait for you to talk and do stuff like that. <laughs> um, the, the Jabra Sport Pulse um, earphones, they're good, but I, I, every, every third time they, they'd not detect my heart rate. Little things, things like that became a bit annoying, and I'm not sure that unless you wear it really tight, it's going to have a great opportunity to get your um, to get your heart rate regularly. Absolutely, but, yeah. But look, they look great devices. Um, it'll be an interesting category over the next couple of years. I have no doubt that come CES in January, we'll be sitting there talking. Oh. We'll probably have to do a whole show. There'll be a CES. Sea of in fact, them. Yeah. I propose. I propose that for CES, we probably need to split our shows up into categories. You know, yeah. We'll do an overview. We'll, we'll do uh, we'll great do wearables. Suggestion. We'll do three D. You know, because that's how big it is now. Absolutely, um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm up there for ideas, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, the new Fitbit devices, you can uh, you can check out information on them at techguide.com.au. All right, now the other thing uh, this week, before I before I came over here, we, uh, we were together at the Lenovo event in Sydney, the Lenovo Yoga event. Now, the Yoga was announced, I don't know, about this time last year, um, the tablet, sorry, and, yep. the, uh, and, the, and the laptops. They've got a couple of great products using the Yoga uh, brand because it's, it basically means they're, they're quite uh, versatile. Um, the Yoga tablet, I thought, was a great device. And what I found most interesting about um, this uh, launch this week in Australia, you were obviously at the launch in London, so yep. we don't need to talk much about the products because we covered that a few weeks ago. Yep. But I guess what, what stood out for me were two things. We had um, an excellent overview of how they're approaching the Australian market from a retail perspective. Mm-hmm. And we had a really enthusiastic um, presentation in live link to Ashton Kutcher talking about you know, his passion for the products. Now, on a retail level, it's critical. If they want to be you know, big in the consumer space in Australia, they need to be in big places. And they're going to be in Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi, more yep. than just laptops sitting there. They're going to have actual branding and zones. And I think that helps because the yoga... Yoga 2 or Yoga 3 Pro or Yoga Pro 3, the laptop, yep. you know, that's a very versatile device and people need to be able to see that demonstrated and just sitting next to all other laptops, it doesn't look like anything different. Absolutely, so that's excellent. yeah. excellent. I think, though, they, they do need, in the retail space, it is a good, great idea that rather than be sitting amongst the whole group of tablets, they've got their own area. And the fact they've picked out, obviously, the two big the giants, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, to do that. They're the sort of products you appreciate when you get them in your hands and when you can actually use them and, and see their capabilities. So, uh, But what impressed me about um, Lenovo and, and the whole event was the number of Australians in their executive team. They've, they've, uh, 
the the uh, yeah. I think YY, who's his nickname is of the CEO, who says he said he came to Australia on a vacation and feels like it's his second home. And I think four of the of the top executive team are all Australian. So there's a bit yeah. of a connection and there. And you know what, top blokes too. They're um they're a great bunch of people. Um and they're very passionate about where they are. I was I was talking to um uh, David, their CMO. I remember going to the Lenovo factory or headquarters in Beijing in 2006 because they were an Olympic sponsor and we were over there doing Olympic stuff. And, and they, they, you know, they were huge. They were number one in China and all that. And now in just, you know, seven, eight years, it's, um, it's massive, this company. It's huge. And they are literally, they have 20% of the PC yeah. market. And um, don't forget you know, that's too, enormous. don't forget too, that the, they're going to give the smartphone market a rattle too because they now own Motorola. That deal is going to be finalised by the end of the year. So imagine they're coming at customers with a smartphone as well. So they're really, really flexing a bit of muscle in the market. Like 20% market share in the PC world is nothing to sneeze at, but I think they're ready to give the smartphone market a shake too. Yep, no, absolutely. And look, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to go very hard in Australia. You're going to see a lot of Lenovo branding and marketing, and uh, those products are excellent. The other thing I was going to say was, I, I, I've watched a lot. I've watched the live event in London and stuff, but I, I think... Uh, for the first time, I really believed the passion from Ashton Kutcher. I, I honestly believe that he's not just doing it for the money. He's literally trying to make better products. And, yeah. and it feels to me like the, the second iteration of the yoga tablet is a genuine attempt to improve on the last device, not just to release yeah. another device because it's a year later. What impressed me, I think, was you know, apart from Ashton Kutcher doing his live cross, and he's, he's actually coming to Australia in January, he announced too, so oh. he'll be here early next year. But what, what I reckon that, talking tech. Uh, that might be the case, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we're not it's still at CES, although they won't time it for CES. But anyway, we'll worry about that in January. What I like about the sort of the attention to detail to the tablet was that they actually addressed, uh, you know, they've got the projector and they've got all these different stands and the different modes, but they've also got good audio out of these as well. They've got in the, in the, uh. the Tablet Pro 2, they've got JBL speakers, a two-channel JBL speakers, as well as a subwoofer in a tablet. No one's thought of that before, oh, and that, that, that's 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 uh, I think going to score a lot of points with customers that they've gone to that much trouble, and uh, and 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 put together a package like that. I think the projector. I don't know whether you caught a glimpse of it at the event yesterday. I saw it in London. The projector quality is surprisingly good. I think people are going to get a very pleasant surprise when they see that thing in action. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, cracking stuff from Lenovo and, uh, as you say, lots more to see when those products are in our hands. We'll give them full reviews at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And, uh, you know, I, I'm still – I talked about this last week, I think, but I'm still staggered by the number of people who are not listening to us. Um, your your net your Network at home is dependent on the router and it's dependent on your configuration because if you've got slow devices, you're going to have a slow network. Um, that's a critical thing about how the home network exists and Netgear can help you with that because if you've got a solid, good-performing uh, wireless router, something like the Netgear Nighthawk, you can get dual-band or even tri-band uh, networking, which means that those slow devices can be pushed down the list and your fast devices can get optimal speeds. Wireless AC connectivity is something that's coming to so many devices now, and you can get that across your home and across your home network. Check out the full range of Netgear networking uh, appliances at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, a couple of quick things before I get to your minute reviews, mate. Um, worth talking about quickly. The, uh, the Commonwealth Bank uh, credit card lock. Now, 
this is um, this is not just didn't feel like news to me because I, I understood from the original um, uh, you know that their application that, that integrated with their little sticker uh, based system that you could kind of turn on and off the, the sticker to, to any different car. But this is different because basically you can now, using your ComBank app, if you lose your card, your Commonwealth Bank credit card, you can log onto the app and say, just turn that one off. So if someone picks up your card and tries to use it, it doesn't work. It's dead. But importantly, you don't have to cancel the card because if you then find it, which is the worst thing in the world, you ring the bank, you cancel your card, and the next day you find it under the seat. Unbelievable. Uh, really you know, annoying. You know how often that happens? 11.5 million credit cards just in Australia annually reported lost or stolen. And here's the kicker, 61% of them uh, turn up again. They've just been misplaced. So they've oh. can- gone and cancelled it for nothing. So with this feature, I think uh, it's, it's A, going to stop the panic, thinking, oh, someone's got my card, they can lock it straight away. And B, it's going to save a lot of time because if and when the card turns up, and that's likely that it, it is likely to turn up, uh, then you can uh, simply activate it again and, and you're on your way. So uh, handy. Again, ComBank leading the way here with uh, features on their banking apps. Such a simple thing, and you can read about that at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, I uh, had a chance. So we, we were both at the Apple launch and the obviously the launch of the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, but also the Apple Watch was launched and to much fanfare. And we're not going to see that till early next year. And that much was made of the design of the Apple Watch. Uh, and and it's it's appeal to not only the tech industry but the fashion and style industry across the board. Uh, but I think the, the the design philosophy has gone deeper than just the product. Now the packaging, I understand, and and I've had this, a glimpse of these, uh, is also going to have a, a kind of design standard to them as well. The the watch, Apple Watch, and Apple Watch Sport are going to be both contained in a long white box with rounded edges and uh, this, the watch is going to sit in a raised uh, plastic square with a magnet underneath it so that the watch doesn't fall out of the case if you open it. Uh, much <laughs> unlike that guy who opened up his iPhone, remember on live on the on in Perth, and his phone popped out. Uh, the Apple Watch won't do that, but uh, the Apple Watch Edition, which is the top of the line, and you know, with this, people predicting this is going to cost well over a thousand dollars. This is the the eighteen karat gold and rose gold edition, as ex, as you'd expect. They they come in a more plush, more luxurious case, and I have seen the cases. The the uh, the watches sit in sideways, so on their side inside the case with the charging plate built in as part of the packaging so when it's resting inside the case it's 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 attached securely with a magnet to that charging plate and there is a actually a USB port on the back of the packaging so the watch can charge while it's sitting in the packaging so uh Interesting that they've they've gone to that much trouble, even on in the packaging and design, to really deliver a deluxe experience, a real style experience across the board. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, you, you've had a, had a glance, and if people want to have a um, cast their mind's eye over what the Apple Watch will look like both in stores and when you buy it, um, you know, go to techguide.com.au. Read in detail Stephen's uh, Stephen's uh, description, and you'll get a fair understanding of what that thing's going to look like at techguide.com.au. Uh, last thing before um, the minute reviews, mate, um, or two things quickly. I think it's worth noting um, that uh, in your Tech Guide podcast this week, uh, you had a chance to talk to Chet Pipkin, uh, as I did. Uh, he's the CEO of 
founder of Belkin. Now, the bloke is an absolute champion. He's just an everyday guy, but he's a multi-squillionaire. Um, <laughs> quite an interesting conversation, mate, um, really, because, you know, I, I was surprised there's not a lot of interviews with him around. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it was a rare opportunity that we had to have a chat to him. And I found him a really personable guy, very humble man who who just simply had a go. I, I, uh, it's pretty well known. He was a teenager in the, in the early 80s. He thought, you know what, this PC business is going to be massive. And this is a guy who had no real computer experience uh, at all. So he thought, you know what, I need to be involved in this space. And he decided to have a crack. And, and as it turned out, uh, you know, the, the, the company a massive success building on that the momentum and the evolution of the computer and, and now the smartphone and the tablet uh, you know I think the chances are if you own a smartphone if you own a tablet if you've got a computer uh, you, you're likely to have a Belkin product or have owned a Belkin product so it just goes to show the depth of, of uh, that the company's gone to and the size that, it, that it's come to but uh, again a real humble guy who had a vision had a goal and, and uh, you know been described as by many people as the American dream. He's the sort of one of the original entrepreneurs who thought they, uh, they'd, have a, they'd have a go and uh, succeeded handsomely. Yeah, no, top bloke. I've had a chat with him as well, so you can hear my conversation at uh, Your Tech Life. Um, hey, why don't you listen to Your Tech Life and Two Blokes Talking Tech and Tech Guide podcast, yes. and you can determine for yourself what a great bloke Chet is. Uh, Belkin Products, uh, the Wemos, you know, I'm a massive fan of, and it was, it was great actually because I uh, I did uh, give Wemo one of the EFT Invest Awards this year, so it was awesome to be able to actually hand the plaque to the to the founder and the CEO of the company. So great stuff, and uh, you can check out Stephen's chat with uh, Chet at techguide.com.au. Now, the last thing quickly before the minute reviews uh, while we uh, cruise on, while we're talking entrepreneurs, um, Ruslan Kogan, um, in another great press release, decided to announce an action cam that was taking on the GoPro. Now, I honestly... As soon as I saw the press release, couldn't believe that it was possible because the GoPro is a stunning device. So, look, I got a hold of one last week and I used it on the weekend and not with any great surprise, it's nowhere near as good as a GoPro. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing value. And I think that if you are doing non-professional video, so, you know, it's not like TV stations are suddenly going to buy Kogans for their in-car camera work. But if your kids are out roller skating or skateboarding or BMXing, $159 for a Kogan action cam gets you the camera, gets you a screen on the back of the camera, which is a big deal for the basic uh, user, gets you a mount for the car, for the bike, for whatever you need. It gets you all the accessories you need. So on that very level, it's excellent value. And it's not terrible quality. It's very good quality. Yeah, and, uh, it's just not exceptional GoPro quality. I did, and I liked your video you did on EFTM. That was a good comparison of the two. Uh, you do, you really do see the difference in the color quality and and the resolution and everything. Although you had them both at the same resolution, the quality is obvious. Um, I'm going to strap one on Ziggy. I'll probably put the uh, the Go the uh, Kogan on Ziggy, and I'll put the Hero. GoPro on Logan, so we'll do a comparison like that. The ziggy but zaggy test. The ziggy zaggy test, absolutely, yeah. But um, I think, yeah, you're right. I think, look, you, when you think about it, the 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 new GoPros they've just come out. The the, top, the Hero Black is six hundred and seventy nine dollars, and that is without a screen. That's just <laughs> the Wi Fi connection, and that's that's four K capability, of course, but that's with no screen. The skill, the silver, which is cheaper, ironically, that has has a screen. That's five hundred and forty nine dollars. So Let's. It is literally out of a lot of people's price range. 
So yep. having a Kogan, good on him for, for coming in at the bottom end, you know, that, 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 that entry level market where, you know, they wouldn't dream of being able to afford a, a proper GoPro, then this is something that, uh, I think is going to be popular for people who want to get involved. It's got the same exact same connection. So you can use the same mounts. It, it does look very similar. But, uh, look, I think Kogan, he saw an opportunity and he went for it and uh, he's done it again. No, good on him. Uh, you can check out my uh, video and review at EFTM.com. All right, let's round this baby out, 182 episodes down uh, with a couple of minute reviews, mate. And the first up, a, a product that I, I received, uh, I played with for 24 hours and I immediately put back in a box because <laughs> I didn't want to be teased by it and, and feel inadequate in my own home. Yeah, well, it's the Apple 27-inch iMac with Retina 5K display, and I think this is this is like when when you it's like when you get uh, the opportunity to sit inside a Ferrari, you think, wow, how good is this? Yes. And, then, and then when you get yes. out, of, then when you get out of the Ferrari, you think, oh, look at everything else, how ordinary it looks. And then when you get back in the Ferrari, you think, wow, this too. this is fantastic. So that's how I feel because I'm, I'm using a, a normal 27-inch iMac, and I've got the Retina display right next to it. And the uh, the difference is incredible. When you're using the Retina though display for a while, your eyes get accustomed to it. Uh, you know uh, the line I used in my review that someone actually quoted back to me is "Your vision swims in luxury." That's the line I used in my review today. But um, and that's how it felt. Like you, uh, it's just so many pixels that are just there in front of you. It's 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 incredible. And then when you go back to something normal, feels uh, a lot uh, like a line you happen like... to see on a keynote with Tim Cook. <laughs> hey, absolutely. You never know your luck there. <laughs> But uh, the the two blokes might end up there. Who knows? But uh, look, this is uh, without a doubt the best all-in-one desktop computer on the market. I think um, the the cost of it. I think a lot of people sort of think, oh, three grand for a, a computer. When you when you consider what you get and what's on the market in comparison, like the model below it, uh, and I think you made a point of this too in your story on EFTM, where it's only five hundred dollars cheaper if you spec it at the entry level, and if you spec it up, it's about the same. So. Why not? I think if you're going yeah, no, to buy it, absolutely. you might as well future-proof your purchase and go all the way. Check out the full review at techguide.com.au. Uh, yeah, the the last review for this week is the BenQ New Home Theatre Projectors. Now, uh, there were two they announced here. Now, what I really liked about them was, A, the quality is really surprising for a, a projector of these prices, uh, and B, they're really easy to set up. They're, they're, meant, they're designed for that home use where you can just literally plug and play, aim it at the wall, and you're ready to go. The, the BenQ, it's the W1070+, Plus, which is $1299, and the W1080S. ST, which is thirteen ninety nine. Now the ST stands for short throw. So when this is sitting only one and a half meters away from the wall, you can actually still project a one hundred inch image. So that's a perfect if you've got a coffee table in front of the lounge, you can aim this up to the wall, one hundred inch image. Now if you consider to get a full HD one hundred inch LED TV, you know you, it's it's a choice of whether you buy a car or that television. With this, you get the option for for fourteen hundred bucks. 1300 if you go for the entry level model it is uh it gives you that affordable big screen without the big price tag and as i said the quality i've seen these i had a good sit down with a watched watch nearly half a movie in the in their showroom there and 
The quality is very, very impressive. Certainly punches above its weight. And for those prices, uh, it's really incredible value. BenQ, W1070+, plus the W1080ST. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And that's a wrap, episode 182. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back again next week for more tech news, of course. Um, there's always something to talk about in technology, and the two blokes will always be here for you. Subscribe on iTunes, uh, subscribe on Pocket Cast, whatever it might be, and uh, do us a favour, jump onto iTunes and give it a rating while you're there. Helps other people discover the show as well. Stephen, we'll be back next week. You can follow you on Twitter, at Stephen Fennick, and on your website, techguide.com.au. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to next week. We should probably get in the same room next time, Trevor. Let's do it. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 183 next week. Thanks to Netgear. We'll talk to you then. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.